Blog Talk Radio. Hello, my name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for waking me up, blessing me, and giving me the activities of my limbs. Even though my limbs don't always want to cooperate, but I guess they're doing the best that they can. So, I want to say thank you, and I won't complain. Now, today is Monday, and with that being said, it's actually February the 6th. Considering that we're in the month of February, the month of February is considered Black History Month. Now, when we talk about history, a lot of times, you know, many organizations and people are going to be doing things to acknowledge individuals who have made a difference in the lives of many individuals in a lot of different ways. I'm sitting here looking at this little bitty writing like, ooh, Lord, I wish somebody would have gave me some, like, glasses. They're wearing right about now. I think I have some. So let me grab them because, like I said, <laughs> Lord knows I would subscribe glasses, and sometimes I don't even know where they be half the time. So if I talked to you, spoke with you, asked you to join me on the show today, I really hope that you are obedient and do so as we talk about this topic, and I hate to say that the glasses kind of make me look like my grandmama, and it um, made my vision look look worse. Now, with that being said, at Black History Month, I want to talk about today the black mindset. Now, we started talking about the black mindset. I said when I did my Facebook Live, I am not speaking for all black people. I'm not. I can only speak for myself. I can only address my concerns. And I developed a platform so that many of you will have the opportunity and the ability to speak on some of the topics that you want to talk about and some of the things that you find to be interesting or that you are concerned about, which is what I want to talk about today. It took me a while to kind of put it all together, but it's together. Now, when we talk about the black mindset, the way one thinks will reflect the way one acts. That could be good or that could be bad. And I'm emphasizing this because it's Black History Month. And like I said, I'm not here to put nobody down. I'm not here to beat nobody up. I believe in encouraging and empowering, providing resources, and making it to where individuals will have hope of becoming their best them. Now, as I was putting this show together, I was looking at some information regarding black excellence. Now, the black excellence is the mindset that is backed by the continuous action to look within ourselves and act in ways that progress our communities, meaning what are you doing to make a difference? We talk about Black History Month. A lot of times I hear information about the same people, and I'm not knocking what they're doing or what they did, that I'm not doing. But I know that there's a lot of individuals out there that have done things, that have set the stage. I was looking at Facebook the other day, and I saw how Big Pat was commending Artie, and I still call you Artie, on some of the things that he's doing within the community. That's what you start talking about making history, where he's done things to try to help by bringing Christmas to Compton and fundraisers and, you know, many people are doing things. I do things as a therapist. With my organization, the Center for the Treatment of Addiction, and J.A. Precious, by helping a lot of people do a lot of different things. 
So these are some of the things we start talking about history. If I die, of course, sure a lot of people are going to remember me. They're going to remember me by beating them up, taking their food, and perhaps being a therapist. I had a person tell me the other day, you know, Jeanette, I need to tattoo your name on my knuckles. Why? So every time I feel a certain way, I can just look at my hand, and it will remind me that you're there for me. And I'm like, you know what, that is just so sweet, because I've just been so emotional. So when we start talking about history, my question was, and I had even put down on my Facebook thing, and I put also on the show, and I said, the month of February is considered Black History Month. In honor of such, I will be discussing the black mindset. Again, I don't speak for all black people. However, during this time of year is when we reflect on the accomplishments that many blacks have made towards making things better for others or have opened doors that may have not been available today. You know, people have gotten people jobs. Individuals have done some, we've done a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. So there are many that are still striving to make a difference in the world that are unknown to many. See, there's a lot of people that people don't even know about. Some individuals, yeah, they know my name, they know my face. If I grew up in Compton or they see me in L.A. or in Orange County somewhere. But if I go to another state, they may not know who I am. But this show is also heard in several different countries and in several different languages. So I get feedback from people from all over the world. So when you call in, don't think that nobody's not listening or you don't matter because you do. Now, when we start talking about how individuals have um, done things or, you know, are still striving to do things, some individuals are not even, people don't even know who they are. Now, as a black community, are we moving forward? Or are we moving backwards? And that kind of goes back to what I was saying in regards to a lot of times we talk about black history, we talk about the same people over and over again that have been deceased for many, many, many years. But what about individuals that are making history today? What about people that are striving, that are doing things to make a difference in their community? I want to make sure that they're giving their flowers, that their names are out there, and we acknowledge and let them know we appreciate some of the things that they do, or some of the ways that they have poured into our lives. Now I'm getting emotional again. I don't know what the heck is going on with me, but I have been really, 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 really like, oh, because I got a phone call even this morning. And one of my friends, I've been knowing him since we was about 12 years old, and last Monday when I spoke with him, he was so angry. He was so angry with the VA hospital. And he was like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving it. Four, two, what did say? Four o'clock. I don't care. I'm out of here. When he called me this morning and I heard his voice, the first thing I said was, "How you been? How you doing?" He said, "I just had open heart surgery," and I'm like, "Did you make it out the hospital?" When he wanted to leave, he needed surgery. So when I started telling him some of the things that I was dealing with, some of the things that I was going through, he got angry with me, and he said, "Jeanette, don't you leave here." Don't you go nowhere. And I'm like, I ain't trying to go nowhere. But it was interesting because he let me know he cared, how I made a difference. He said, you're the only sister I have. And it's crazy because he has no biological sisters. And he told me a long time ago, I ain't never never said I was your brother. (laughs) But just this morning, he reminded me. That's how we make a difference in 
people's lives. Now, what I want to talk to you guys about today is how we can actually do better in the areas of taking personal responsibility for things, how we can look more forward towards retirement. We got people dying that are not even reaching the age of retirement. You know, I used to hear people talk about, oh, my Social Security check. Okay, but did you do a little bit more than just wait on a Social Security check and have a fixed income? What are you doing to strive towards retirement? I tell people I retired the first time at age 33. And if I would have stayed with Orange County Healthcare Agency, I would have had another retirement check. But I've been the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction for almost 18 years. I'm about to retire again. So what are you doing to strive towards retirement? Again, that mindset. Just because you retired doesn't mean you got to sit on a porch in a rocking chair and you're going to grow old and die. That is not what that means. Also talking about our finances, relationships, family. Family is interesting. Uh, our health, that's very, very important because we look at and we think about, I think about Black History Month, Think about individuals that have made strides in the medical field and how we need to do better when it comes to our health, nutrition, what we eat. I was talking to somebody last night and it was like, we can't eat what we used to eat. We can't do some of the things that we used to do. When you know better, you do better. And I'm not here to preach and I'm not here to fuss, but I want to talk about the mindset. Also, education. Many of us realized that there was ways that we can obtain an education. When I was growing up in school, people always thought I was a bookworm. I was far from a bookworm. Very, very far from a bookworm. But I had the intellect and the ability, and I always made straight A's. So people, I was always a straight A student, smart, all that other stuff. And that's not to brag. But by that same token, I didn't know everything. I am still learning. And we can still educate ourselves as it relates to a lot of different things. Home ownership. I heard my daughter say the other day that her generation will not be able to afford a home. There is a way. I remember going to a house one time, didn't even have the money for the home. The man said, if you want it, it's yours. I made it happen. And lived in that house for 10 years. So my point is, when we talk about our mindset, Mindset is established by a set of attitudes that are held by someone. So where did these attitudes come from? You know, were we taught that you can't have these certain things? I'm going through my phone. I'm looking at the Powerball. we looking at the lotto. We're trying to find a, a get-rich-quick scheme. We're trying to find ways of, you know, my, my um, son always say, I'm going to get rich. I'm going to get rich. And I always tell my son, when you get rich, can you stay rich? When you get rich, can you handle your finances? I get into it with him because he'll sit there, like going to the casino. I'll say, Reggie, put some money up. Don't take all your money in there. Don't go in there. You got stuff you got to do. You got kids' birthdays coming up. You got responsibilities. What do you do? Go in there and lose all this money and get on my nerves. Mom, can you give me $5? Mom, can you give me 12 I'm not giving you nothing, and I'm not giving you a bus fare because I told you. You didn't listen. So when we start talking about that attitude and that mindset of where it comes from, a lot of times we don't listen. And 
we don't believe. Now, I'm not here to promote or talk about religious beliefs or political views or, you know, and the, the thing is if you call in on a show, I just ask that you just respect other people's opinion and what they've been through because you don't know their story or how they got to their glory. You have no idea. I tell people all the time, I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through because uh, right here, sister girl is going through it when it comes to my health. But I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Now, getting back to the mindset, and I want to start there. And you guys know, if you don't start calling in, I'll start calling you because I want to know what your thoughts are when it comes to this topic. I even I waited until the last minute, but I forgot to get in touch with my cousin, Cedric Boyd, because I know he does. He's an author of books. He writes. He does a lot of things. He works with the youth. And um, I want to hear even from my family, because I know where some of our mindset came from, and it became generation after generation after generation. I was looking at something on Facebook, and they were talking about we got to do something about these generational curses. That is true. we got to do something about the way we think, the way we do things, changing our core beliefs. I see that people are logging in on Facebook. I can't see who's watching, because I don't know what I done did, but I got like a stars enabled or something. But if you want to merge in, I can click you on. If you want to type or give me a comment, I'll read it over the air because I want to hear what your thoughts and perceptions are as it comes to take your personal responsibility because as African-American, black woman, i got to take responsibility for my role of what I do, of what I say, of how I handle myself, how I conduct myself, and how I treat other people. I really do. When we start talking about in retirement, like I said, I retired at 33 the first time. I'm still stacking my cheese. But by that same token, we got to view retirement differently. I tell individuals we should not have to live from paycheck to paycheck. But we got a lot of individuals that was what they were taught. First thing my son said, oh, I get paid on Friday. It's Friday now. you got a whole week. You're going to wait a whole other week till you get some more money. Um, when we talk about um, relationships, we got to do better with having healthier relationships with individuals, especially with our children. In the black community, a lot of times we were taught children were to be seen and not heard. The kids got things to say, too. So we have to learn how to respect them as we want them to respect us because respect is just went out of the window. And it's really, really sad when we talk about these things that we start looking at you know, what is going on with all of that? How did this mindset even occur? You know, I remember growing up in the city of Compton and being called names by adults and said things. people have said things to me, and I would run and tell my mother, and my mother would just look at me and laugh, like, baby, that's all they said. you got a long way to go. And I didn't know what she meant, and she would always tell me to keep living. Just, just keep living. Now, I want to share some things with you. And it talks about what are the four types of mindsets. So we talk about growth mindset, self-efficiency mindset, self or sense of belonging mindset, and irrelevance. Now that is really interesting because those are some of the things that we talk about. We talk about our mindset. And, again, mindsets are beliefs beliefs about yourself, your most basic qualities, 
and we talk about two types, the fixed, meaning those that are there. I see you, um, Mr. Upshur, and grow. Now, how are we growing? How can we improve our mindset about some things? Now, I'm looking at an article, and it says, how can I improve my mindset about some things? Because some individuals, I, I do drug and alcohol groups. And when individuals tell me what they can't do, I'm like, okay, well, you can't do it. You just can't do it. And they get mad. They get upset because they want me to challenge them on that. But part of that is challenging their mindset. But if you've already determined you can't do it, you won't do it. Or they'll say, I'm trying. I remember listening to one of Cleffel Dollar's sermons, and he said, trying is an honest lie. Either you're doing it or you're not. So we got to change the way we think. In a lot of areas, and I'm not seeing living in fantasy land or making it seem like everything is peaches and creams because it's not going to always be, but trouble also don't last always. Now, with this article that I'm looking at, and it talks about how can I improve my mindset, your mindset can become a better version of you. Who are you? First of all, define your own success. When these individuals that have made history, I am quite sure that they have had doors closed in their face. I am quite sure that they've had people talk about them, that everybody wasn't on their team, how people have told them that what you're doing is dumb, stupid, da 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 My own mama used to tell me that, and I would laugh at her when she would tell me things, or I would say, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be the stuff she said did not turn out to who I was or who God had meant for me to be. But you got to define your own success and practice positive self-talk. Even if other people don't like your ideas, I told, I got to laugh about this one. I told a friend of mine, Tony, who basically, I call him a jack of all trades. He can make all kinds of stuff. And because of what I've been going through, I've been getting tired of getting stuck in the bathroom. And he always teased me like your grandmother died on the toilet. So, I told him, I said, this part I did, I said, look, Tony, I need you to create this thing where you can put, like, two of the cushions up under your thighs, and you can press the button, and when you press the button, it lifts you up, and you can call it, get your ass off the toilet. <laughs> he said, they already have one of those. I'm like, I ain't never seen it. So I need some kind of gadget, gadget to help me get up sometimes, because I just get stuck. My son was like, Mom, you got to move. Mom, you got to move your legs. So I'm sitting doing therapy, moving my legs, walking in place, doing all this other stuff. But sometimes my body gets stiff, and especially going to the bathroom. So, Tony, if you're out there, I know you said you don't be on Facebook, but we still got to do the get your ass off the toilet. You know, we, we need some help. There's some people out there that are struggling. So if you have arthritis, if you had a stroke, if you got other kind of ailments that are it's very, very painful, you know, because I'm looking at all kind of gadgets and gadgets, and i got a house full of stuff right about now that I'm using trying to get around. But you got to engage in positive self-talk. Another one, find your unique. In order to change your mindset, you got to find your unique. As a therapist, I tell people my therapist style is different. I can make you laugh, and I can make you think. That I can do, and I'm knowledgeable in a lot of different areas. Now, I know some days, so I don't even want to get out the bed. Some days I'll be hurting so bad, it's just ridiculous. But I press my way because I know i got to be careful with my mindset because 
there are individuals that are having it probably a heck of a lot harder than I am that are pushing that way. I joined in my office one day and couldn't figure out how I was going to get out my Cadillac. I saw a man in a wheelchair with no legs. I said, Janine, you can do this. If this man can ride around in this wheelchair with no legs, you can get your butt out this vehicle and make it up to that office. And that's exactly what I did. But find your uniqueness. What makes you unique? A lot of times we may not even know. It could be other people telling us these things about ourselves. And become a better communicator. Communication is not only just about talking, it's also about listening. we got to learn how to listen to other people. When I'm talking to individuals now, I want to know about health. I want to know about fitness. I want to know about not only just nutrition and fitness. I want to know about when I talk about health, I want to know about women going through menopause, men that are aging, women that are aging, kids that are growing up, some of the uh, adverse pervasive disorders that they're having. I'm trying to educate myself when it comes to mental health as well as physical health as well as spiritual health because we need to do better when we're communicating with other individuals in order to meet them where they are. I tell individuals, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to blame you. I'm not here to shame you. I will meet you where you are, but we ain't going to be stuck there because we're going to make some kind of movement. So we got to be able to communicate more effectively with other individuals and focus on improving your language. Surround yourself with good people is very important. When I'm in my moods, Dr. Lisa Romaine, I'm calling you, Lisa. (laughs) Or she'll be like, I'm going to give you a Scooby snack. You know, I know when I need to connect with her. I know when I need to surround myself with people that are positive, that are like-minded, that got my best interest at mind. I know when to call my Auntie Samantha, Samantha. You know, so I know when to do those things. But surround yourself with good people. you got to read and learn new things and focus on your Self-care is very important because if you don't focus on your health, if you're not good for or taking care of you, you can't help nobody else. You know, there are individuals with codependency issues. There are individuals out there that um, are so busy focused on trying to get other people to love them but yet they're not focusing on loving themselves. So that's very important. Now, can you challenge your mindset? Yes, you can. By challenging yourself with new experiences and new perspectives, you can form new natural connections or mindsets at any point of your life. You don't have to be too old to say, well, you know, I done waited so long and I can't do this and I can't. Mm -mm. Don't do that to yourself. Don't. Do that to yourself. A lot of things that where it's difficult sometimes, and I know you see me squinching my eyes, and that's because I'm in pain, but I remember watching Miss Park, and I would watch Miss Park move, how she would do things. I would always try to help her get around. Now I realize I learned a lot of tricks that she used, even when it comes to putting my own clothes on. I would watch her like, oh, okay. And you know what, and I'm going to give her a call, too, because I ain't talked to her in a while. So I need to give Ms. Parks a call and see how she's doing, because I want to know how she thinks about the black mindset. And I'm looking at something in regards to does mindset 
affect personality. Will said he's paging it. I've been listening. You see, I've been listening from the start, but couldn't log on to Facebook to see you. I can hear you clearly, though. You know what, Will? If you go to my Facebook page, it says live, and just go to the Jeanette Brooks Abney. You should be able to see me because I am on Facebook Live right now. But thank you for letting me know. I appreciate it. Do you have any questions, comments, concerns? Because this is not about just making it political. It's not just making it more radical. It's about how can we change some of the way we as black individuals think in our mindset, especially during Black History Month. We want to focus on people that have made a difference, but we can make a difference too. We can start by making a difference in our own home. So I know you said that you couldn't log on, but you've been listening. Um, you said that you'll try that. So if not, like I said, if you're available to talk, give me a call, 516-387-1914 is the number to call in on the show. And I said I was going to call Ms. Parks. Let me see if I can reach her. And I know she probably like, where have you been? And people know I will do that in a heartbeat. Let me see this part. Uh-oh, this may not be the right number. I got so many people's phone numbers, I don't even delete phone numbers. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hey, how you doing? I'm glad I was able to reach you. Uh-huh. I'm glad I was able to reach you. You know I got you on the radio, right? Oh, no, I forgot today's Monday. Yep, today is Monday, and I just changed the time from 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock because more people are available in the afternoon versus, and on Tuesdays I'm coming on now at 6 p.m. But I have a question for you because in, black, in honor of Black History Month, I was trying to come up with a topic that people can pretty much relate to. Because there's a lot of individuals that have done things, made contributions in this world, in our communities, that go on knowledge, you know, even in our own homes. But I want to know your perspective when we start talking about the black mindset, the way we think, the way we were taught to think. And like I said, I don't speak for all black people. Because I grew up in a different time frame, a different environment than many individuals may have if they grew up in New York, if they grew up in the South, if they grew up on the West Coast. You know, even I tell individuals, just because I'm from Compton don't mean I'm from L.A. I don't know nothing about L.A. (laughs) Just because I grew up in Compton, I don't know nothing about the projects. I I wasn't raised in the projects. So what is your take, Ms. Parks, when it comes to the black mindset? Well, I think that uh, we really have to go a long way because uh, in Missouri, it was, uh, you know, you were second to the white, to the white people, mm-hmm. and you really didn't have uh, much say about anything. You just more or less followed whatever the rule was. <laughs> now, I get that. And that was back then. And I used to tell my grandmother, if I would have been born in the South, they probably would have been hanging me for a tree and I'd be doing seesaws and flips and everything else because I wouldn't shut up. My right. grandmother used to tell me, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. She told me I talk too much. 
She told me all of that. As I got older, I don't talk as much as I used to. And you right. taught me a lot, too. Now, with that being then, and we still see that there's a lot of things that still exist today because that mentality has not left other people from other races. Right. But when we talk about the black mindset, what do you think we can do better to change that? Because I know you growing up in Missouri and at your age and things that you had to go through then, you ain't taking that no more. That's, well, I really didn't take it then. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I ain't there now. <laughs> you said that's why I'm not there now. <laughs> You, I said, I know it's the middle of life somewhere, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go find it. You know what? I was the same way about Compton. I was like, uh-uh, this is not for me. What you mean I can't? My book stepped out. I was no, no, I'm, uh-uh. When I wanted a house, I went and got it. When I wanted a business, you were there for my grand opening and stuff. I didn't always know what I was doing, but I mm-hmm. always pushed but my way. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing what they said to do. I knew that. <laughs> What you say, you knew whatever they told you to do was going to work for you, you know. That's right. I'm like, no, this ain't me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, even when it comes to education, Ms. Parks, I hear a lot of people say, well, I'm too old to go back to school, or I, I can't afford to go back to school, I can't afford this house. How can you not afford this house, but yet you paying more money for rent to rent somebody else's house than if you owned your own? And that's what I was trying to tell my son. You know, if I was always, one thing I was taught, you always own your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No matter what. So my question did become, Ms. Parks, do you think that this mindset is fear-based, that we have no. just been trained to just be afraid? What, what do you think it's about? Oh. Um. Well, I guess in a way it is because it's the unknown, I guess, and a lot of people don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they want it, if they say they want, uh, what is it they say? They yeah. want they find now. They, they want the Burger King way. They want to have it your way, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and like I said, we're looking at the lottery. Individuals, they getting a $7 billion, million this, and, this one ticket, you got a billion chances of, really, the odds, really? But and they don't know what to do with it when they get it. They lose it. They literally lose their mind, and they go broke within five years. They were, there were shows that were made about how the lottery ruined my life, how mm-hmm. people got that money. Like my son, I'm going to get rich, I'm going to get rich. And I say, when you get rich, can you stay rich? That's it. They don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There it is right there. That mindset, we weren't taught. That's right. We weren't allowed. You know, back in the day, they didn't even want black people to even know how to read. So that they can keep you down. If they did, it would be too dangerous. There it is. There it is. I heard T.D. Jake say one time that you were a threat. Mm-hmm. You're a threat when you have income, when you get influence, and you can make an impact, and you can empower. Now, I know only one person is on this Facebook thing, and that's my brother-in-law, Will. And I appreciate him 
for the support that he gives me with some of these topics and the things that he say to help to empower me. You know, I reach out to people and I say, well, hey, you know what, let's talk about this or let's talk about that. And then they get scared. I'm like, but how are you going to move forward if you stuck with your foot in the sand? Okay. I'm not going to help you because this is so not about me. I need to get up and go to pick up my medication and see if I want to take it or not, but I may not take it depending on what the side effects and all that stuff is because I ain't going to have these people make me out of no guinea pig. You I know. know what you mean, honey. So, I know exactly what you mean. You got a mind, and you're going to use your own mind. Yes, that's that mindset. That's that mindset, Mother Parks. You know, and it, it's crazy because, you know, we start talking about diet, nutrition, our health. We ignore so many signs. My biggest issue with my mindset, and I know that I come from a female predominant family where the women in my family were beautiful. They were very beautiful. They were very vain. And I'm not one to get caught up in makeup and how I look and all that other stuff. And I didn't want to exercise, but I was always athletic. And because I didn't exercise, now it's catching up with me in my 50s where I could barely freaking move. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, why you just want to give me a pill? 
You want to give me a pill to take. Yeah, but you want to give me a pill to take, but you don't want to give me no pill for pain. You just want to give me a pill because you don't want me to have another stroke and a heart attack. You know, uh uh. So I told my daughter, I said, if my son stay away from me, I'll be fine. He's going to make me mad. And do exercise. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but I think you'll do good. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? And I have a stationary bike in my in one of my rooms. I got little things and barbells. I got little stuff that I be doing, and and I'm noticing that people are like, can that you work too much? Can that you do? And it's like, I really don't. I enjoy what I do, so it's not like I don't even consider it work. But I know that my health, and you know my goal. My mama died at 59. I'm going to make it past 59. I don't care if it's 60 in an hour. I'm going to make it past 59. (laughs) Just like the date of my birth is messed up, the date of my death better be messed up too. I ain't leaving it before 59 that I ain't doing. So when we start talking about the black mindset, a lot of times too, um, Ms. Parks, is many individuals have this sense of entitlement, like somebody owed them something. And that's another area of concern for me is how we need to start trying to figure out what we can do for ourselves, what we can do to try to help empower our parents, or not our parents, but our children, but how we can do better. Okay, Will said something about thank you for saying that much, appreciate it. I still have no voice. Hopefully I can get better sooner than later. I hope you do too, Will, because you got a whole lot to say. You know what? Do like they do. Write it down on a piece of paper and put a sign up. So I wave your little flag. Mm-hmm. If you got something to say, say it, baby, say it. Write it down. Right. You know, because I tell individuals, when they get to the point to where I can't talk, that's going to be a problem. You know, I'll start blinking my eyes too many times. You'll know what I'm talking about when I start blinking. So, but we do have to take care of ourselves, and a lot of that is the mindset, because we were taught, to trust our doctors. We were taught that what the doctor said, and the doc- my mother told me a long time ago when she had cancer, she said, girl, Kaiser be killing folks. And I'm like, Kaiser ain't killing nobody. You know, and then my mother would be like, well, how much does it cost me? And I'd be like, why is she tripping on the cost? She got insurance. Ooh, my I got insurance. You know, Kaiser been sending me bills for $6,000, $7,000. I am so sick of hell. I, I I haven't even opened up some of these letters. I just got to open them. I got to call them. And, you know, my daughter sent me some information about how rich people don't even pay medical bills. I said, now they got the money and just don't pay them. So that's another thing with our mindset. Don't eliminate yourself and shorten the longevity of your life because you're afraid that they're going to charge you. We got to stop that mindset. We really do. Now, yes, we do need to look up some of this medication. We do need to do some research. I've been talking to individuals about natural remedies, about um, other health food. Tisha then went vegan again, so she's trying to get me to go vegan. I don't even have an appetite. My um, my and you'll be so proud of me, Mother Miss Parks, because you always ask me, baby, did you eat some oatmeal? So my breakfast this morning was a bowl of oatmeal and some green tea. Yeah. And it's already after 2 o'clock. So I'm sitting up here like, okay, Jeanette, what you going to eat for dinner? I got to go find me a big old, make me a big old salad, 
and I got a watermelon that's cut up in there that my son cut me up a watermelon. So I can get my fruit and my vegetables. I've been really want me some chili beans and cornbread is what I've been wanting. So I might mm-hmm. make you a pot of chili beans. I 
I could juice it. I could put the beets, the carrots, the was the beets, the carrots, the ginger, and the apples, and I'll juice it. But beets by itself, I'll be right. Well, as long as you can eat them, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Will said, right? You do need doctors for certain things, but you can't rely on them to cure. Oh yeah, anything. you need doctors for certain things. Correct. But you can't do at least. I, I, I can't believe everything that Dr. Carroll's made because um, some things just ain't going to work. <laughs> Correct. And you know what? And sometimes they just don't know. And they don't want to tell you they don't know. And that's a right. problem. That is a problem. And that's where we put our trust in the wrong people. Because when you think about it, they're there to keep you sick. Because if you don't need them, they won't have no job. I tell them to do even that with therapy. I don't like long-term therapy clients. Hmm? you based on money. Yeah, a lot of things is, and it's called job security to a degree. Mm-hmm. If you really look at it, you'll find out that everything is based on money. Yeah. And the doctors want to keep you coming to them mm-hmm. because they want to keep getting the money. And, you know, but the thing is, I look at it from a lot of different perspective with that. Because the doctors themselves don't just get the money. It ain't like the money just go in a doctor's pocket because the doctors get a salary. But they do get kickbacks sometimes for um, prescribing certain medications with the pharmaceuticals. So there, there is some underlying stuff that do be going on that people have to educate themselves about. And there are individuals that be trying experimental drugs and they'll try them experimental medications, and they get a siphon for that, too. So some right. people sell themselves out. So that's like a double-edged sword. It's, it works two different ways. So I don't want to be nobody's guinea pig. You're not going to be just experimenting on me. Like when a lady told me about the medicine, she told me the medication was for pain and inflammation. She did not tell me it was a chemotherapy medication until I looked it up. And I started seeing the side effects and how you're not supposed to discontinue it. She told me to try it for only three months. This is the worst I've ever felt in my life. And you know I've dealt with pain off and on for years. I dealt with pain. But I have never felt like this before. And they all telling me it's from that medicine that that person gave me. Yep. So I don't know how to reverse it in my body. Sometimes it takes a long time to get Well, you know what? And a person told me that. A lady told me that that was, um, she had thyroid cancer. And she told me, she said, she the medication you got, I will take it. She said, and it's going to take a while for that medication to get out your body. But in the meantime, I ain't supposed to be able to walk. I got to freaking be ready to crawl. I, gotta, <laughs> I can't move. That ain't fair. So um, let me see. Will said most doctors are not as smart as people think. That's true. I disagree with my doctors regularly. They definitely try to play you. They do. They really do. They will try to play you. And they don't like to be challenged. They really don't. Now, another thing that I want to talk about, Ms. Parks, is the black mindset. I'm looking at individuals not only being sick, but people are dying. Not only are they being sick, but they're dying daily. Now, I get the fact that when individuals get older that they are not able to insure individuals once they reach a certain age because they change life insurance policies 
from whole term life to whole life, and then when they maximize it, I get that. But we know we go die. People dying and not being able to handle the expenses of their loved ones, that's scary for me. That's a whole other mindset. I understand that. Well, and see, because this is the mindset, and I, I get into my son about this. When I'm dead, I'm dead. Why should I let somebody profit off my death? That's crazy to me. But you worried about somebody profiting off your death, but yet you just left here with children, with leaving somebody a bill, with your parents trying to figure out how they go put you in the ground or cremate. I, I don't understand that mindset. I really don't. Where did that come from? Because I remember as a kid, there was an insurance man that used to go from door to door knocking on people's doors in my neighborhood in Compton. I don't know if I always thought he was ripping folks off and sleeping with some of the folks. But at least they were trying to get them some insurance. What happened to that? Because hmm. now we just got to have a GoFundMe? Somebody died, just or have a GoFundMe, have a car wash. That's a whole lot of car washing to pay for a ten to $20,000 funeral. Yeah, I still believe in insurance, but I think you should know what kind of insurance you got. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I took out the insurance when I was about maybe in my 50s. I think I was in my 50s. And then they, now my daughter, because I got tired of fighting it, is fighting with the insurance company. Because I guess they figured I was going to die. Mm-hmm. Before I got eighty seven and I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And they don't and they uh stop they they stop my insurance some kind of way. Yeah, and see with those type of policies, you wanna find out if you can cash the policy out. So therefore if you cash the policy out, at least you got the money set to the side in case something happens. Instead of the whole policy just disappearing. You know, that was yeah. a whole other way that they used to do it with um, all, another mindset of individuals just going to convalescent hospitals and um, long-term care. They started saying, okay, well, you get six years of long-term care benefits. If you live past six years, your policies, I've got problems now putting my clothes on. So if I had long-term care and I needed to use my policy now, the times that I'm using it now will be taken away from the times that I may need it as I age. There's a lot of things we don't pay attention to. With our black mindset, we need to pay attention, and we need to educate ourselves, and we need to listen. Listen with your third ear. You know, the day that I had the stroke, I was on a a meeting with a financial planner. Here I am talking to this man who's a financial planner. I'm talking about financial planning. I'm talking about him redoing the trust, the the will. I said, my tongue feel funny. My lips feel funny. While we on a Zoom call, the whole time I'm talking to that man having a stroke. (laughs) I'm like... What is I to have a stroke when you talk to a financial planner? <laughs> I'm trying to get my affairs in order. I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> and didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. Didn't have a clue. Because I ain't never had a stroke before. You know, I'm used to people when they say your right side, your body, your 
we got to learn about these things. We got to know the signs. We got to know the symptoms. We gotta, we got to do better, Ms. Parks. We got to do yep. better. You know. Now, when we start talking about, I'm sitting up here. Trying, oh, here it is. Looking for my other phone. The other phone is up under the piece of paper. I'm like, where the heck did that phone go? Now, with those reverse mortgages, I don't think that it's a good idea for individuals 
to get themselves involved in that, and then you mess around and die at a after you right after you get the policy. Well, now they done took your house. I figured that out, and it's only a certain way that, to me that I think you should do it because if you get a reverse mortgage and if you don't never pay nothing on it, the mortgage is going to eat the interest and all that's going to eat up everything. Yeah, you're going to lose. And see, they they know that the person that owns the house is deceased, and therefore by the person that owns the house being deceased, the family member is going to be fighting over crumbs and they don't want to pay the mortgage, they make them buy the house back from them. And therefore, right. you're going around going through a probate or going through an estate planning or going mm-hmm. through the estate. So, like I said, I don't know everything, but I do know some stuff. we got right. to educate ourselves. we got to educate ourselves. That's so, the main thing. you got to educate Mm-hmm. And in that, the educate yourself, you got to know how to read. Yeah, you got to know how to read. understand now, what you read. Correct. Now, I see what you're saying, Will. Yeah, reverse mortgages will take everything from you. I know someone who lost their home behind one of them. They don't lose their home as long as they're alive. They got to be alive. They got to live in the house. Right. It messes it up for their dependents, their heirs, and now they got it to where now it got to be both spouses have to die if you're married. So they tried mm-hmm. to find some loopholes to try to, but it's a whole other way of taking people's property because right. the dependents, the children, the adult children normally don't want the house. The senior is like, they tired. They trying, they try to pay it all on bills. So they're trying to make their life more comfortable for them, and that's what happened. But yep. the person can't just lose their house if they're still alive because the only way they can get the house is if they die. Yeah, they died and that's they kept right. the house from the family. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened because the family couldn't buy the house back out. And that's where we got to change our mindset. Correct. We got to have family meetings. We got to have family meetings. When when I got my medical report, I talked to my kids and I talked to my grandkids because I had to let them know, okay, this is what's going on. I need to talk to y'all. We need to figure some stuff out. Therefore, they won't be sitting in the blind or fighting over Jeanette stuff, they'll be like Lisa Marie, I mean, um, what, Priscilla Presley got upset because she wasn't made the executor of the estate, and they found out that Lisa Marie was $4 million in debt. Be like, you want that mm-hmm. bill? You don't want yeah. that bill, you just want the money. This is a girl that just died. Mm-hmm. Elvis Presley's yeah. daughter. Right. Because she inherited, well, she already had Graceland, but she had three kids. She had three adult And because she had three adult children, her mother was probably wondering why she wasn't made the executor of the estate. But mm-hmm. that young lady is $4 million, $4 million, $4 million in debt. Michael Jackson was in debt. A lot of people was having bills and stuff that they got to pay. When people die, those bills don't go away. They do not go away. They will give it to whoever they feel is next to kin. Now, Reggie want to call me. Who he be getting on my nerve. So, um, yeah. So, Ms. Parks, I want to thank you for joining me. Will, I want to thank you for joining me as we're talking about the black mindset. If you don't feel you can trust a professional because that is their profession and they get paid by sharing their information, I'm sharing a lot of this information for free. I ain't even charging nobody for the stuff that I I had to learn this stuff. It goes back to, like I said about my son, when he said, I can get rich, but can you stay rich? That's what kept me in business. It's because I had to learn what 
people wasn't telling me mm-hmm. and what I needed to know in order for me right. to stay afloat. I don't know everything, but I tell people I know what I need to know when I need to know it. Because I'll right. never forget what my accountant told me. You pay for what you don't know. And I would just sit there and smile at it. That is so true. Oh, yeah. I would sit there and smile at it because he didn't know what I knew. He didn't know I had a degree in accounting. He didn't know. (laughs) He did not know that I had went to school to study accounting, too. So I just, when I was in studying accounting, we were doing pen and paper. We weren't doing it on a computer and all of that stuff. Hell, I was doing taxes for years. Before I met trying to got audited after my income changed, I said, Ooh, Janet, you can't be doing your own taxes. So sometimes silence can be golden, but we do got to work on our mindset. When you change your attitude, it will change your attitude, altitude, and that can help us soar in a lot of ways, whether it's becoming a business owner, a homeowner, becoming educated, helping with our family, and relationships, our finances, retirement. Uh-uh, Ms. Parks, i got to tell you this one. Tisha just bought an electric car, right? Oh, she did? She bought an electric car. And it reminded me when you said that your son kept stopping, and every 30 minutes he had to keep charging the thing up. So Tisha got the thing hooked up at the house to where she could also charge it at home. So she got a charging station at home. I said, you know what, you can charge people for that. Then I thought about, ooh, your electricity bill will be high as heck. Ryder got mad at Tisha and told Tisha, you made us broke. We broke because you just bought this expensive car, and now we don't have no money. Oh, my God, I was cracking up. How are you going to sit there and get mad? You don't want to ride in a Range Rover, but you want to ride in an electric car, but you mad because your mama just bought a new vehicle, and now you claim your mama made y'all broke. Who got mad? Ryder, the baby. Ryder. Ryder told you got you made us broke. What is Ryder got to do with this? Ryder man, because Ryder feels that this electric car is going to change his lifestyle. So Ryder is highly upset. He is highly upset. He said, we broke down. It's all your fault. So teacher been teaching Ryder about economics, and teacher been teaching Ryder about how to make Ryder will be seven in a couple of weeks. He'll be seven. I thought that's what you said. Yeah, he'll be seven. Uh uh-uh. uh. They gave Ryder an EBT card, right, for the school. And I guess they were feeding the kids. So Ryder got a $500 EBT card. I told Ryder, I said, Ryder, I give you $200 cash for your $500 EBT card. Ryder said, You must think I'm stupid. Right, I ain't going for the okie doke. <laughs> so, Tisha is trying her best to teach him well, to teach him about finances, to teach him about nutrition, to teach him about relationships, to teach him how to start saving and investing. I just hope that he keeps it up. But she is definitely teaching him well. So, again, in regards to the mindset, it's about abundance, being positive and developing growth. That's where we can work on our mindset. So, again, thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. I appreciate you guys. I've got to come up with a topic for tomorrow at 6 o'clock, because on Tuesday is normally when we talk about uh, biblical teachings. 
And I got to call you too, Ms. Parks, because I got to invited to work on a documentary. So I got to go to L.A. for a documentary, for a filming of a documentary. So I got to get myself back together because I got to go on TV this week. And okay. um, Yeah, so I want to talk to you a little bit about what the topic and stuff is. So. No, I haven't even talked to the Donnie you. I've been so busy and stuff. I'll I'll get the address. I'll figure it out. But I didn't get a chance to call the Donnie you. I've been like I said. I've been sitting up here dealing with my other own health issues and seeing clients and all this other stuff. But I didn't get just call them. So okay. Uh, okay. So I will call you later, and I will let you know about what this new project is that I'm working on and that I was invited to participate in to be a part okay. of. Okay. So and this way, when you say. I saw you on TV. I will be on TV. (laughs) (laughs) You will really see me on TV this time. (laughs) All right, love you. It's on to you later. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.